Screw you, Bama. Oh, man. Colin Hitchler going to Bama. That, that's a big loss for the Badgers. Let's talk about it, the impact on this staff, the need for coaching continuity, um, and how this is more than just a loss on the recruiting side. Let's talk about that next on Locked On Badgers. You are Locked On Badgers, your daily podcast on the Wisconsin Badgers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's going on, Badger fans? Welcome to Locked On Badgers. Uh, we're talking a little bit, I don't know, we're talking all about um, the loss of Colin Hitchler in today's show. Yeah, the loss of the recruiting trail, the loss of the DMV in Philly uh, with the 25 recruits. Like, this is a bad, like, all right, let, let's, let's start here. Because you've seen a lot of takes on Twitter, a lot of people talking about uh, how much this impacts the team. Is this just kind of like in the moment or is this like a real impact? This is a this is a real impact. This is the best, probably the best recruiter on the staff, right? And you go listen to Kirby Smart. You go listen to um, the elite coaches. It's all about recruiting. <clears throat> I mean, it's all about player acquisition. Coaching is secondary in so many ways. And you've lost one of your best salesmen. I mean, that's what recruiters are, right? They're salesmen. They they go door to door. They they talk to recruits and they sell them on your program, your vision. They use they sell them on their future with you. They sell them on your university, your location, your whatever it is. Recruiters are salesmen and just lost your best salesman. There's I mean, listen. There there's a reason why Alabama hired him, right? That that's another way to look at it. Um, so yeah, it, it's it's a gut punch to the program. All right, we got a couple comments from people on Twitter. This is from Kendrick, Kendrick Stumbrus, who's been on the show. Really smart dude. Uh, this is a huge loss for the Badgers. Hitchler crushed it on the recruiting trail this past year. On the Alabama side, my goodness, the Tide are putting together quite the staff. You know, the other part of this is people um, look at it from Hitchler's standpoint. Obviously, this is a no-brainer. I mean, it's a no-brainer, right? If you're a salesman and now you get to sell Alabama vice Wisconsin. It's not even a Wisconsin thing. It's Alabama. You can sell Alabama better than just about any program in, in the world, in the country, right? So his job just got a lot easier. I'm sure he's making more money. Um, it's a great career move for him. Certainly don't begrudge him for it, but look at the people he was involved in in the 24 class, right? It's Ernest Willard Jr. It's Kevin Haywood. It's Dylan Jones. It's Emilio Agard, um, Raphael Dunn, Ryan Corey. He was, his fingerprints were all over that 2024 class and uh it maybe this was inevitable right like eventually you're going to lose a guy like that uh to some some high higher level job and, and that's how cultural works but this is a big loss and here's the thing the next guy has to be a great recruiter so i've already seen badger fans talk about uh jim leonard i've seen badger fans talk about mike caputo aaron henry like those guys don't recruit well enough like I know they have they're Badger fans and they have connections and I'm not I love those guys like I love Darren Henry I, I love Caputo I, I love Jim Leonard you got to bring someone on staff who is a recruiting dynamo because not everybody on staff has the same skill set right there's people who are great coaches there's people who are great um, developers of talent there's people who are great recruiters Hitchler is a great recruiter and you have to replace that skill set on your staff you basically just lost a top three. Like in baseball, like um, a top of the order hitter, you just lost that. And now, oh, hold on, guys. I hold on, hold on, guys. Sorry, someone is at the door. Um, 
I apologize. So yeah, you lost a, a top of the order hitter like from a baseball lineup, and now you got to replace him with somebody that has a similar type of skill set. So it is not easy. This is um, a bummer for the Badgers. Let, let's get some comments here. And again, I apologize. I had somebody pop in the door and then pop back out. RH says, I'm not looking forward to this episode. Owen Elkin says, mixed emotions on this one. It's nice that the coaching staff is getting attention nationally, but if it means having to get new coaches every year, I don't want it. I want to go to that point because that's one of the things I wrote down. There's there's a lot of things I want to talk about with this one. I, I saw multiple people have some type of comment similar to Owen's here, and they said, well, it's kind of a good sign if Alabama's after our guys. I mean, yes, it is, but listen, if the aspirations for this program – and I'm not saying this is easy, but if the aspirations for this program are what Luke Fickle says they are, is to win championships, then you've got to find a way to not lose your best assistance to those other programs who also have equal aspirations, right? That I'm not, again, I am not saying that's an easy task and I'm not blaming anybody. I'm not putting this on Luke Fickle or McIntosh or anybody, but if your goal is to compete for championships like the schools at Alabama and Georgia, then you got to find a way to keep the coaches that Alabama and Georgia are trying to pry away from you, right? You've got to break out of the, middle of the pack food chain where the the top schools are going to feed on you. And I listen, I know that's super difficult to do and I'm not saying it's realistic this year, but going forward, you got to find a way to not have so much staff turnover. And when you get a guy like Hitchler on staff, a guy that's getting you in the door, four star guys who is a recruiting monster for you, you have to pay him. Whether it's just doubling, whatever it is, you got to find a way to keep those guys. Um, and that's the, that's the frustrating part. Cause now you got to go find another one. Right, you got to go find another Colin Hitchler. You can't go find just a good coach. You got to go find someone who can bring in multiple four-star guys. And yeah, I agree with you, Owen. Like it's difficult uh, cycling out coaches. And here's the other thing: when you do this, when this happens, like we talked about the 24 guys that he was in on, you're losing momentum. You're losing so much built-up relationships now because recruiting starts years in advance. So those 2025 kids, Hitchler's been building those relationships for years. Those are gone. Those relationships with the guys like Tariq Hayer. Um, the relationships with um, a guy like even even Remington Moss. He was a big part of Remington Moss's commitment, who's now committed. He was a big part of Cody Haddad, who just committed. Like you start brand over with brand new over with relationships when you bring in a new coach. And that can really set you back, right? Um, I think we were trending for Tariq Hayer, a big time four-star cornerback from the East Coast. I don't know now. Now, now who knows, right? You lose momentum when you lose coaches like this. And it's just a bummer because you have to hit the reset button um, in some ways and shapes. All right. So we talked about this. We talked about that. Um, let, let's talk a little bit about this is the other thing I wanted to talk about. There's been a lot of staff turnover, right? Think, think about think about Luke Fickle coming in. He's coached here one year and think about the staff turnover we've already had. That's kind of a problem. And I don't see a ton of people talking about it, but it's it's interesting to me. Because this team has dealt with so much transition over the last several years, right? If you remember back to the end of the Paul Christ era, you have Paul Christ leaving. But before that, he cycled through three or four different coaches um, trying to get the right mix on offense. Bobby Ingram, right? And Al Johnson. And you're moving Bob Bostead around. We talked about this. Chris Herring's moving from special teams to tight ends. And you're bringing in Coach D'Onofrio to coach the inside linebackers. And then the next year, then you lose middle of the year. Jim Leonard comes in. And the next year, Fickle. You would have expected more staff continuity for a coach with Luke Fickle's gravitas, right? One of the considered one of the rising stars in the industry. You're bringing him him in to win titles, uh, and really in the year he's been here, you've lost the offensive line coach, right? Jack Bicknell Jr. has has been reassigned. Uh, Mike Brown went from Wisconsin to Notre Dame for quarterbacks. If you remember, Gino uh, 
Gudali. Uh, he wasn't even here long enough for me to remember to know how to pronounce his name. That's how wild it is. He came on board as the tight ends coach, kind of, um, and then left for Notre Dame. Uh, got a promotion, obviously, and now you've lost Colin Hitchler. You know, you've lost quite a few coaches outside of the the coordinator spots. That's not good for continuity either, right? So, it's I don't know if there's a trend there. If it's worth digging more into, like some of these guys obviously left for promotions and better jobs, but you got to find a way to have continuity when you're, you're restarting the program, you're instituting new schemes, you're, you're bringing in your vision. It's difficult to do that when you're cycling through half of your assistance in the span of a year, right? It That's difficult for the players. We talked about the players a ton, how they've constantly had different coaches, different ears, or different people in their ears, different schemes, different ways to teach. Uh, but it's also resetting your recruiting momentum. Every time you're changing out these coaches, to some degree, you're losing the relationships they've been building for you. Uh, with players on the university's behalf, right? You're losing those relationships and you're having to start those things over. Now, new coaches come in with pre-existing relationships, like they've also been recruiting places, but they haven't been recruiting to Wisconsin, right? So no matter what, like you're losing some momentum because they have they need to come in. You're, you have to hire somebody for a starter, right? So that's that's a multiple week process where you're, you have nobody recruiting, nobody working, and then they're coming in. They have to learn the university, get acclimated to new staff, the players on on the roster, right? They have to learn those guys, new schemes, all this stuff. Like you are every time one of these guys leaves and someone else comes in, you're losing recruiting momentum, and you not on on top of that, you lost your best recruiter. Like you just got to get some continuity, right? And I don't think I think I, I think this is more just. Uh, a bit of a random noise. I don't think this is like a big trend. I am good. Good job. God, I can't pronounce his name. Gino left for to be the offensive coordinator. In Notre Dame. He got a, he got a promotion. Like Colin Hitcher left for Bama. That's a promotion. It sounded like things are a little mutual with Mike Brown, the receivers coach, and he left for Notre Dame. Um, but no matter how you slice it, whether you're getting promotions or whether it just was a bad fit with maybe Jack McNell, you got to get these hires right. And you got to build some continuity on the staff. All right. I'm going to come, we're going to come up next, talk a little bit about, um, Potential options to replace Colin Hitchler. Uh, take some of your comments and thoughts um, and then uh, just kind of wrap it up and, and talk about why this is such a big blow. But first, we're going to talk about our friends of the show. We have uh, two friends of the show today over at Game Time is our first um, our news. Our Game Time is our, our uh, first friend of the show here. Uh, they are the number one place for all your tickets, everything you need from a sporting entertainment standpoint, concerts. Uh, theater, comedy, whatever it is, you can go get that at game time. Uh, again, I've never, I've never been to um, a, the- a concert in my life. Uh, someday I will. JB keeps wanting to take me, but when I do, I'm going to use game time to get those tickets. Uh, you want to go to game time code locked on. You get twenty dollars off, and you get incredible prices. You don't have to worry about planning months in advance. They have last minute flash sales. You have pictures of the seats before you sit down, so you know exactly what you're getting. That's what game time is there for. The best tickets, the biggest selection of venues, the best entertainment, wherever you need to go to find your entertainment, game time will unlock the ticket to get you there. Go to download the game time app today. Uh, create an account. Use code Lockdown College for $20 off your purchase. Terms do apply. Again, create the account. Redeem the code Lockdown College for $20 off. Download game time today. Last minute tickets, lowest prices guaranteed. Today's episode is also brought to you by our great friends over at FanDuel. Uh, listen, huge game coming up this weekend. How are you guys feeling? Honestly, Packers fans, football fans, everything in between. How are you feeling with this Niners-Packers game? You guys putting some money on the Packers, money line, taking the spread, whatever it is. You can do that at FanDuel. Uh, I cannot wait for the game. I know uh, we're going to have some friendly banter back and forth, but 
You can do all your sportsbook action on FanDuel for that game. Spreads, parlays, teasers, futures, whatever it is. The user face is easy. Plus, new customers you bet $5 to get $150 money back. Or $150 in bonus bets, guaranteed win or lose. Um, so visit FanDuel today. FanDuel.com slash locked on. Make your first bet a layup. FanDuel is the official partner of the NFL. And if I may be so bold, go Niners. No, I, it's going to be a great game. I can't wait to see it. I'm, I'm actually a little low-key terrified of the Packers and the way Jordan Love has been playing lately. I think he's thrown one interception like the last nine games. So, yeah, I can't wait to see it. All right, let's get to your comments and how we're feeling about this one. Guys, how are you feeling about being a bit of a feeder program for Bama? How are you feeling about the staff continuity? How are you feeling about the recruiting impact? How are you feeling about the staff in general? Um, let's talk about it. Let's get to your comments. A bunch of comments in here. This is uh, RH. Yep. Happy for Colin getting the Bama job, but he was doing so well on the East Coast. Those inroads might be tough to maintain unless they hit it out of the park with the next guy. That's the that's the thing. Like you have to hit a home run with the next guy because that's the standard that Hitchler had. You, if you replace him with a B coach and a B recruiter, you're taking a step back. Honestly, even if you replace him with an A coach and a B recruiter, I think you're taking a step back because talent acquisition is so friggin' important. Um, this one's from Robert Sorensen. Didn't we say that from the get go with good coaches they'll get other opportunities? This guy is going to Alabama. What uh, What would you want? Saving, leaving, it's still a blue blood. So this is where I 100% agree with you, Robert. Like, this is not a lateral move. I've seen some people say this is a lateral move. Going from Wisconsin to Bama is not a lateral move. That's that's not shade on Wisconsin. Going from any school outside of, like, two or three to Bama is a step up. The one thing I would throw in here is at some point, if somebody is so integral to your staff and so important to what you're doing, you almost got to step up and can, is there anything you do to keep them from going to Bama? Maybe there's not, but what if you had doubled his salary? I have no idea, right? Maybe he still would have gone to Bama. Maybe Bama did double his salary. I haven't seen his salary numbers, but it's going to be hard to reach that level. If the schools can constantly poach your best coaches, that's all I'll say. It's, I don't know the right solution to fix that. It's, there's not an easy one because Bama's always going to be Bama. Georgia's always going to be Georgia, like for example, but it's it's a punch in the gut for sure. Zach Bart says good teams want good coaches and they got a good one. Definitely gonna miss him in the recruiting prowess. Yep, well said. Zombie Panda said huge loss, but this is going to be the norm going forward if we want to be national contenders. See, that's the thing. I don't think it can be the norm if you want to be national contenders. I, I think you have to be able to keep your talent, or you're not gonna be a national contender. I that doesn't mean you're gonna keep everybody, right? People are still gonna leave for better opportunities, but you can't become a sieve where every time you get a top young coach, someone can come and pluck them. You have to find a way. And you have a coach with that type of gravitas. Like Luke Fickle's a dude. Luke Fickle is a, a coaching dude. You got to be able to keep some of that talent, elite talent on your roster. Um, we're going to get into some of the players. Uh, oh, yeah, here we go. Actually, I was going to say we're going to get into a couple people that we think could replace him. Um, Zombie Panda has a here, Coombs and Alano. So uh, Perry Alano coached at Ohio State uh, from 22 to 23. He was just let go. Uh, prior to that, he coached with Luke Fickle at Cincinnati, helped develop Sauce Gardner, right? Um, helped develop uh, Kobe Bryant. So, like, he he's done a great job of developing talent. Now, Ohio State, it sounded like there were frustrations with his recruiting at Ohio State. And I'll say this, like, if you struggle to recruit to Ohio State, I don't know if you're the Hitchler replacement. I, I need... I don't know much about him. I know uh, playmaker Curtis on the discord has been raving about him. He's really high on him and I respect his opinion. I just am a little, listen, I'm a little weird, weary, wary of bringing in somebody 
who seemingly struggled a little bit to recruit to Ohio State, who missed out on like some five-star guys that they probably should have gotten because you're not going to have as much ammunition in your recruiting clip at Wisconsin as you'll have at Ohio State. So if that's a if that's a complaint coming from Ohio State, mm, man, I don't know. I, it, it would give me pause is all I would say. John Berger says boo. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's, that's a perfect summation of this. Uh, he also says better not lose Max Steinecker. Yeah, I agree. Uh, Brian Dodson says Wisconsin doesn't pay their assistance. So yeah, mostly I'm sure it was money. I doubt this was fully a money move. I think it, I think it has much more to do with Bama. Like I think Bama's I'm sure is paying them a little bit more, but I don't think he makes this move to a random school because they're paying him more. I think he makes a move because it's Alabama. I think Alabama has obviously they have huge sway here. Tyler Streeper says lateral move for Hitchler at best. Bama is unstable right now. Saban leaving and loads of transfers. Plus he's not getting a title upgrade. Left stability of Wisconsin for uncertainty at Bama. So you you certainly are taking some uncertainty there, right? Um, you perform poorly, you're going to get fired in a year at Bama. But it's not a lateral move, in my opinion, Tyler. I, I would respectfully disagree with that. Bama is such a higher pedigree job than Wisconsin. And I would also say, like, again, I said it earlier, he's a salesman. What is a salesman's job to sell? It's a lot easier to sell Bama. His job got easier, right? Like, his job just got easier. There's more talent down there, and he has more to sell. I, I imagine if your job is easier, it's less stressful in, in some ways, right? There's certainly other stresses there, but – He's just going to have an easier time recruiting. It, it's got to be easier to recruit at Alabama. And as a re- recruiting guy, that's got to excite him. It, it, it would me. It's like being be a salesman being given better leads. Like that's got to excite you. So I think it's a Bama thing, and I don't think it's a lateral move. Jay Broadburst says uh, Maryland, Pennsylvania will take a big hit 100%. Even if you were replacing with a good recruiter, I don't think you're replacing what he could do in Maryland and Pennsylvania. Maybe you, you, know, you replace him with somebody in a different area. Uh, and you take a jump somewhere else, but yeah, I, that's such a bummer. And now, by the way, not think of it this way too. Not only are we losing that connection, but Bama's gaining that connection, right? So going forward, any of those guys like Dylan Jones, Dupree, there were some guys that we recruited that also had Bama interest. Now Bama's going to recruit those guys with Colin Hitchler. We're not going to get those guys. Um, it, it it is frustrating. Robert Sorensen says, doesn't this give you the ability to also recruit young and upcoming coaches? This is why recruiting department is important because they can keep those relationships alive. So yeah, this should be a good job. Uh, You should be able to hire a really good coach for this job. Um, Robert, I I don't disagree with that. And I agree the recruiting department is paramount here. Having Pat and Max are going to keep those relationships going, but they're not Colin Hitchler either, right? Like the two, those, those worked in unison. There's a reason why he was ranked the number nine of recruiting assistant in the big 10 per two, four, seven, right? Like he was getting the guys in the door. And then I think the the recruiting staff and fickle were kind of closing on those guys. Um, but there's a reason other, other coaches on the staff weren't getting those that many guys in the door. It's because for whatever reason, they haven't been recruiting at Collins level. I, I think he, some people are just born people's people, people they're born recruiters are born salesmen. It seems like Hitler's kind of one of those guys. And listen, I talked to Emilio Agard's uh, dad. I talked to him. They both raved about Hitch. Uh, like, Hitch was really good. He's going to be difficult to replace. Jay Broadbur says Guyton will out-recruit Brown. I hope so. <laughs> I hope so. Um, I, I would tend to agree with you. And here's the thing. I think <clears throat> I think you're going to bring someone in new. Uh, he's got to be a good recruiter. And I, I have no doubt Fickle's going to make a good hire, by the way. But you also need a step up from Scruggs. You need a step up from Guyton. You need a step up from uh, 
Blazak, you need to step up from you like you need all the other coaches to kind from Haynes, right? You need all these other coaches to kind of take a little bit of a step up too to help make up for the collective loss. It's like Moneyball, right? You lost um Colin Hitchler. Can everyone else just get incrementally a little bit better on the recruiting trail? Maybe that makes up for the loss. Um, let's see. A couple more comments in here. Jan Volk says, give Fickle another year to get his coaches set. We are giving another year to get players. Why not coaches? I mean, you can't keep cycling through coaches, right? Because if you keep cycling through coaches, you impact your player development is what I would say to that. Um, I, I, I get your point on this, right? It's this turnover and this transition from old regime to new is, is still a bit in flux and it's still happening. But for every year you're cycling through coaches, and we've talked about this for, for a while now, like offensive linemen having multiple coaches in multiple years, uh, quarterback, same thing. For every year you keep cycling through this, you really are hurting player development. And you're hurting relationships that have been years built for years on the recruiting trail. So I don't think you can keep cycling through coaches. Um, and I know that's not what you're saying, Jan, but I, I do think that's part of the, the issue here. Uh, let's get a couple more comments. This is from, uh, let's see, who who is this? This sucks. Hitchler's a monster on the recruiting side. Screw off, Bama. That's from Ryan Herrings on Twitter yesterday. Uh, this is from Thomas M. Absolutely huge recruiting loss for the Badgers. Hitchler's loss will be a huge setback for the program. I think it's a huge setback barring who they hire, right? We, we do need to see the other side of this coin, which is who, coin, which is who they're going to hire. But, yeah, I, I it has the potential to be a huge setback for sure. Uh, this is from a random Bama fan. Wisconsin fans are about ready to cancel the football program over Colin Hitchler coming to Alabama, and we don't even know who the guy is. Laffy emoji. Landon. Yeah, listen, I made a comment the other day on Twitter, too, that most Badger fans don't know who Colin Hitchler is, right? We are the the lucky few or the crazy the crazy few, however you want to say it. Um, but, yeah, most, most Badger fans don't know who Colin Hitchler is either, but it's a big loss for the Badgers. This is one of the pieces, you know, this is, to me, was one of the most important pieces on that staff. So it, it's definitely a loss like we've talked about Um I have no idea. I, I, yeah, I have no doubt Fickle's going to bring in a good hire, but there's like, there's a difference between bringing in a good hire and, and potentially like a Colin Hitchler, right? There's just, there's, I, and again, I'll, I'll bring it back to what I said at the beginning. There's a reason Alabama hired him. There's not a lot of, of coaches Alabama's hiring. He, this is a really, really, really dynamic recruiter. So even if you make a good hire, my point is it's, that doesn't necessarily mean you're replacing Colin Hitchler one for one. Um, Brian Willie says the Niners playoff run ends tomorrow, man. We should do a friendly bet. Um, I don't know. We should do a friendly Packers Niners bet. Like if the Packers win, I do something. If the Niners win, I mean, I can make somebody in the chat do something. I don't know. <sighs> Trey Broder says thoughts on Clint Cosgrove. Yeah, I love Clint. I, I think he's really sharp. Uh, recruiting guy, formerly at Rivals, does some podcasts with Believe. Um, has some coaching experience, Midwest ties. He's 40 ish. So he's young, young guys tend to be a little hungry. Um, I, I like him a lot. <clears throat> I've said consistently and listen, nobody needs to listen to me because coaching so coaches are smarter than I am, but I, I think guys like that would be monster hires inside a recruiting department. Not, not as a DB coach necessarily, but a guy with his level of connections, a guy with, I'm speaking in terms of like major recruiting analysts in general like a john garcia jr would be great at this as well he's over at rivals you know a guy with a ton of connections knows a lot of coaches has watched billions of hours of film i man if i was running a college 
an athletic department, I, I would hire one of those guys and just insert them as a recruiting analyst and say, help us find on earth hidden gems, watch film with us, uh, work connections that you have. I, I think Costco, I would love it if Wisconsin could find a way to add them into the recruiting department somehow. Um, Curtis says Bama's a bigger brand, obviously will pay more. Could be a risky move though. Cause you don't, you, because you can't have many down years there. Yeah. That, that is the risk a hundred percent. Like he would have stability with Fickle because Fickle knows him. There's a relationship there. And he, he did great at Wisconsin recruiting. You go to Bama and you have a down year, you could all be gone. Um, but I get it. Right. Uh, and, and listen, Hitch made the move, right? So clearly from his standpoint, it's worth it. You know, I think that's that's a data point we sometimes lose. We we stand back and we analyze, was well, it a lateral move? Is it too risky? I mean, he thinks it's worth it, right? So, I, I, yeah. This is a bummer, though. This this is a real kind of gut punch, and it kind of came out of nowhere. Um, we're going to talk about this more, the staff. Again, I think, I think one of the unique parts of this is the amount of staff turnover in a year is – I'm not saying it's a red flag because – Again, we talked about some of these guys left for better opportunities, but you got to find a way to get stability in this coaching staff because these players have gone through since that last year of Christ, way too many coaches, way too many changes. And that impacts everything from recruits to development. So going forward, I think uh, Blazek is, is a really nice hire. I like that piece. I think he could bring stability to the offensive line. Can we find some assistants who can be dynamic recruiters, but that we can also keep for three, four, five years? Maybe five's maybe five's you know aggressive, but you got to get stability. It, it's been too much turnover for too too long for this this program, right? And part of that is if you want to reach the the upper tiers that Luke Fickle has talked about, you got to find a way to keep the talent on your recruiting staff. Um, all right, let's let's round out with a couple comments here. Michael says rookie kickers for the Packers and Niners will come down to a field goal. Um, Ryan Eiler says we'll miss Hitch, no doubt. Yep. 100% there. Winning Gambler says you better be able to replace coaches and definitely players in today's semi-pro football. Yeah, listen, it's definitely more fluid than it used to be. There, there's no doubt there, Gambler. Uh, Fickle, if Fickle has a sub-600 or 60% winning percentage year this year, it will be a disappointment. What is 7-5? and five? I'm not a math guy. I'm from Wisconsin. Uh, what is – geez, everyone is. I didn't mean to insult everybody. Uh, what What is 7-5? and five? What winning percentage is that? Because that's what I think will be next year. JJ says Badgers will go eight and four, finish top 25. I'd love that. Listen, eight and four, not to turn this into a next year episode, eight and four with that schedule, that's a great year. It's a really good year. Maybe not a great year. Nine and three is a great year, but it would show improvement against a harder schedule. I think that would be a phenomenal year. Jared Jones says, did he take the same job with Bama or was a promotion? Same job. He, he left for the same job. Unless someone correct me, but I'm pretty sure it's the exact same title. Um, Ryan Eller says, this is the time for Fickle to hire a dynamic recruiter. Don't need a safeties coach and a cornerback coach. Find the best recruiter that coaches a position of need, i.e. Spalding. Yeah, it's got to be a recruiter first. I, Ryan and I have had disagreements lately on things, and I respect the hell out of him because he speaks his mind. Uh, but on this one, him and I are in lock sync. You need to get a recruiter. This has got to be a dynamic recruiter because that's what you're losing from the staff. Um, so got to get a recruiter, man. Um, Jeffrey Dalmenter says, Michael Caputo, I don't think he's a good enough recruiter or, or at least he hasn't proven it, Jeff. Like maybe he is, he's a safeties coach at Buffalo. Now to me, Caputo, not that it would be a bad hire. It feels like a Paul Christ hire, right? It feels like a, an unaggressive hire, uh, for a guy that, you know, is, is a good dude, has good character, but I think you really need a dynamic recruiter. And I don't think that's necessarily Caputo. 
All right, let's wrap it up there, y'all. Um, Joseph S says, oh, AB says 58% is seven and five. I I kind of think that's what we'll be next year. I, I mean, I think we're seven and five or eight and four. Um, hopefully better than that. I, I would take better than that for sure. Ryan says, uh, I approve of late hits on quarterbacks to send a message. You don't. One of us has integrity and one of us is named Ryan. Yeah, we, we went back and forth. Some of it's probably just my Niners bias. I'm not going to lie. I, I have biases like everybody else. And sometimes they blind me as well. Okay, we're going we're gonna to wrap it up there. Um, actually, one more comment because I can never just wrap it up when I say I'm going to. Money the Gale says, how much of this is Alabama looking at Wisconsin as an opponent the next two years? Hitchler knows where the defense is strong, deficient, knows what Longo likes to run in situations. Um, so two things with that. First of all, I, I think very little because there, there's, uh, you know, like um, what's the saying? A line doesn't concern itself with the opinion of sheep. Again, I'm not I'm not denigrating Wisconsin. I'm just saying Alabama doesn't look at Wisconsin as a school that they need to find some weird competitive advantage against. Um, they just don't. And it, that's true for most schools. Again, that Wisconsin falls into a gigantic bucket of schools that Alabama considers far beneath them. It just is what it is. The other part I would say in this, though, is you, you bring up a real good point, man. He's going to be an asset for Alabama in that game next year. He just is because he knows Wisconsin's personnel um, certainly better than anybody on Alabama staff. He knows this coaching staff pretty well. It's not necessarily going to flip the game. I think Bama beats us anyway. I've said that. But, yeah, that's that's like another little piece that can help them for sure. Uh, but they didn't do this because Wisconsin's coming up on the schedule. All right. We will wrap it up there, y'all. On Wisconsin uh, basketball game tonight, right, Indiana. Uh, you know, we're going live after that as well. So we don't need to do too much more. We'll probably randomly move back into this conversation during that live show as well. So uh, basketball live reaction tonight. Appreciate everybody jumping in on Wisconsin. To sum it up, this is a big loss. You got to replace him with a great recruiter. You got to, in my opinion, find a way to keep staff continuity going and find a way to keep your staff stars in place, even when potentially a better hire comes comes on board. And then it, it really hurts your 2025 recruiting momentum because you've had relationships built up with these guys, and now you got to replace that. So uh, on Wisconsin, we'll talk later. Appreciate y'all. Let's go.